practice of meditation uh, within the constructs of the Buddha's design comes under the heading of mental training. Uh, in mental training, developing mental training, uh, one of the ways that uh, the teachings present that is that we're developing tranquility and insight. Tranquility and insight. Over the last year, and as I mentioned in the setting, at the end of the setting, we reflected on the last year a little bit. Uh, this is our uh, last Sunday of the year. Uh, over the last year, I've thought a lot about the importance of tranquility. And we talk about this so much, but uh, you know, I've been doing this practice over 30 years and uh, you know my 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 appreciation for the practice my understanding of the practice and the elements of the practice is 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 always growing and always has grown over that time which I guess in large part explains why I've stayed with it for over 30 years and I think over this last year I've understood tranquility on a deeper level uh, and I've understood the importance of tranquility and some of that comes from just my own practice getting stronger and experiencing tranquility more uh, uh, because I've been able to cultivate it to a greater degree. Uh, but this is how the practice develops and unfolds, is you know these teachings uh, we learn uh, through practice. And as my experience would, would, would suggest, uh, we learn the great benefit of, of these teachings and these qualities that we're developing, such as tranquility. Uh, tranquility is uh, uh, a word that we might, uh, another, uh, might use as a synonym for calm, serenity, stillness, silence. Uh, this is one of the ways that I've really been... Uh, appreciating tranquility and understanding it as silence. Uh, and in, 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 in my own practice, uh, inclining towards looking at my practice as a practice of finding silence, finding silence. So on one level, that means finding silence amidst the noise of the world, right? It's a noisy world. It's a noisy world that we live in. Uh, I mean, I think the world that we live in uh, is noisier than the world that people lived in 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, I think of, you know, when I started practicing, you know, there wasn't an internet. There wasn't a smartphone or a cell phone. You know, just a few channels on the television. Uh, it, was a, it wasn't quite such a noisy world. So I think there's less and less silence in the world, less and less silence in the world. So uh, in part, our practice in finding silence uh, means, in, means finding silence amidst the noise of the world and in part, that means the practice of renunciation. Sometimes I call that the R word because it's, you know, when we talk about renunciation, particularly the way the Dharma is taught in the West, 
the tendency is to kind of pull back a little bit. Uh, now, when the Buddha talks about renunciation, he's talking specifically about renunciation of, of sense pleasure. And really what he's talking about is uh, the renunciation of clinging to sense pleasure, or our practice is really about, uh, uh, about uh, less clinging to the different pleasures of the world, less clinging to the different pleasures of the world. So uh, the different sense experiences of the world. And again, in our world, uh, a lot of the, the noise uh, that's provided is provided by the different forms of technology. And of course, there's a lot more technology now than there was when I first started doing this or when I first started teaching uh, the Dharma. Uh, you know, so there's you know, the noise of the television, the noise of the internet, the noise that we uh, accrue through the phone. So uh, what the practice asks us to do is to consider that and to consider the drawbacks in uh, the various pleasures of the world, the various noisy forms of technology, and to consider our relationship to them and uh, how we might want to change that so that we can be more able to find silence, more able to find silence. I mean, it's important to remember the Buddha's definition of renunciation. Uh, the Buddha's definition, in the way that he puts it, is uh, in practicing renunciation of the different sense pleasures, we're abandoning a certain happiness in favor of a greater happiness. So it's really a trade that we're making. We're giving up the happiness of the television or the internet to the extent that we do that or the phone uh, for the happiness of silence, which of course he would uh, insinuate is a greater happiness. And I think that's been part of my process over the last year is in finding tranquility and silence more and inclining to it more, a deeper understanding, a deeper understanding that it is indeed a greater happiness. It is indeed a greater happiness. And simplicity, renunciation, the giving up of these pleasures of the world uh, really only comes to uh, only comes to fruition, if you will. It's a little bit of a, a funny way to put it. Uh, when we truly understand that silence is a greater happiness, that there is a greater happiness than the happiness that comes from the pleasures of the world. Uh, our practice is to is to question those things, just the way the Buddha did 2,600 years ago when he questioned. Uh, the pleasures that he was privy to as a prince. Uh, so, uh, you know, certainly in doing so, we're taking a countercultural position. We're taking a countercultural position, or we're asked to consider being a nonconformist. You know, because most, you know, the, the, the way of conformism is to look for happiness in the pleasures of the world. So, uh, this path does ask, as we move along and make a greater commitment to it, it asks us to consider uh, taking more of a countercultural route and being more of a nonconformist and looking for a different kind of happiness than the happiness that comes from the happiness that most people are seeking, the happiness that comes from the different pleasures.
So renunciation is one aspect of finding silence amidst the world. Another important aspect, and just touch on a few things today, all as, no pun intended, food for thought, uh, in terms of finding silence amidst the world, is, uh, is considering our association with others, uh, a way that we learn to find silence or incline ourselves more towards silence and tranquility is through the association with other beings who value silence and who understand the value and benefit and happiness that comes from silence. You know, this is kind of what we do on a Sunday morning here, right? You know, we're with these other beings uh, who, who appreciate the happiness that comes from a half hour of meditation. Most people don't look at it that way. Uh, and of course, it takes a while for us to really understand the happiness, the deeper happiness, you know, the, ha the happiness of heart that comes from that half hour of meditation. But uh, we can uh, really support our efforts to find silence by uh, associating with others who value silence, others who practice non-agitation. I mean, one rather uh, perhaps uh, less than sensitive way to put that is, you know, consider uh, finding silence amidst the world by spending more time with people who don't talk so much, you know, uh, uh, with beings who don't engage in subjects that cause agitation and discussing things that cause agitation. Yeah. So that's always uh, an interesting uh, point to consider, and there's often uh, perhaps paradoxically debate about that, uh, that, well, there are things that we have to talk about. Yeah. And of course, what we ask is, is in talking about these things that we're asked to talk about uh, actually putting us in a position where we're less able to do anything to bring about change in these areas that we are uh, asked to talk about. So that's a little koan that you can ponder over the next week. Another way that, of course, that we learn to find silence amidst the world is to, is to uh, find some withdrawal from the world. So to practice seclusion. So as a Dharma student, the practice of seclusion is, is something that's integral to our path. So uh, retreats are uh, one form of seclusion, but the daily meditation practice is for, for, dare I say, all of us, the most important aspect of finding seclusion. Taking that time every day to take a step back from the world uh, for that period of time uh, uh, where we can remove ourselves uh, in meditation. So, uh, in, in meditation, and I think this is something that for me, uh, I've really, again, in, that, uh, in my own experience of uh, uh, tranquility and understanding more deeply, uh, the blessing of tranquility is uh, being able 
in the meditation to know the blessing of silence. So to, to be able to notice, you know, and this is something that I often will speak to when I quote unquote guide the meditation is notice the qualities of, of concentration. I don't really quite expect people to kind of be, uh, you know, to be so aware of everything that I'm saying, but some of you, and maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but you know, if you were coming to my classes, even just this Sunday class last year or the year before, might notice that, uh, you know, when I would talk about notice the qualities of concentration, I might not mention ease and pleasure, but not so much tranquility. And, you know, in, in, in the guiding that I've done over the last year, I've often suggested notice the silence, notice the quality of stillness, notice the quality of tranquility. So this is a very, actually, very important part of the process of the mental training. It's being mindful of the seven factors for awakening, which of which tranquility is one. So one of the things that we do in the meditation, usually as the as our concentration is developed, is we notice, oh, there's ease, there's pleasure, there's tranquility, there's silence, there's stillness. Labeling those qualities is, is also very useful. The noticing and the labeling of the qualities is a cause for their re-arising, which really, what, what that is, is a function of uh, labeling those qualities. We notice those qualities. We notice those, the benefits of those qualities. As we know the benefits of those qualities, like tranquility, uh, we incline to them more. We incline to them more. So, I mean, I usually will do that more towards the end of the meditation, right? Oh, there's tranquility. There's silence. And of course, we can bring this into our days as well as part of our mental training, what we call natural meditation. In all postures, we can incline to noticing when we come into a place of tranquility, you know, noticing those moments. In meditation, it might be a little more protracted, but during the day, we can notice those moments of silence, like right now. And of course, now we're talking about this inner silence, this inner uh, calm, serenity. But if we incline ourselves to noticing, we'll notice. You know, our job is to incline to what's there. You know, these qualities are part of our goodness and part of the goodness uh, in this human experience, this quality of tranquility. So, you know, we can make an effort to look and to notice silence, tranquility, calm. You know, instead of looking at the phone or the iPad or whatever, we can look and appreciate, appreciate. Appreciate is really the word, right? Appreciate stillness, silence, tranquility as we go through our days, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. You know, the more we meditate, the more those qualities are available to us. And we're meditating. The Buddha said this is the goal of our concentration practice, our practice of developing these qualities of jhana, is to be able to call up these qualities in all postures. So, you know, we're not doing that just for the heck of it. We're doing it because these qualities are beneficial. 
you know, so we can learn to do this as we go through our days, is to incline to these qualities of stillness, tranquility, silence. Now, ultimately, of course, we're asked to find silence amidst the noise in the mind, right? It's an inner quality. Silence, ultimately, I mean, this external silence that we seek to develop by turning off the, the television and the internet, uh, but ultimately we find silence inside. You know, the external silence that we're seeking to develop enables us, the more and more that we're able to refrain from it, to find the silence inside, to find silence amidst the noise in the mind. And tranquility is uh, a quality that develops when there's a renunciation of thinking, when we're able to abandon thinking, unskillful thinking. Most of our thinking habitually is unskillful, informed by some form of greed, hatred, and delusion. So uh, we find silence amidst the noise in the mind by abandoning thinking, abandoning thinking. The noise in the mind is, is found in our thinking. The silence in the mind is found when we abandon thinking. Uh, as I talked about last week, abandoning the effluence, ending the effluence. So uh, in the meditation, outside of the meditation, we practice the skill of thinking, the skill of thinking. I was conjecturing that that may be, may be my next book, The Skill of Thinking. I've done The Skill of Living, Skillful Pleasure. Maybe it'll be The Skill of Thinking. Now we practice the skill of thinking through heedfulness, through the practice of heedfulness, which means seeing our thinking, being mindful of our thinking in the meditation, but of course, most importantly, outside of the meditation, paying close attention to our thinking, seeing when we're pursuing thinking, and bringing discernment to it by questioning it. You know, if it's asking, is this useful, or is it in my best interests, or is this the most compassionate thing for me to be doing? So this is this ongoing process of being heedful of our thinking. So in our practice, we seek this inner silence this inner silence that comes when there's an abandonment of thinking. Tranquility uh, comes when the mind is still. Non-tranquility, non-calm, non-silence uh, is a state in which the mind is pursuing thinking. This is a very simple, you know, it's a very simple equation. You know, calmness, equates to an abandonment of thinking. Non-calmness equates to the pursuing of thinking. So when there's calmness, uh, tranquility, that comes from stilling the mind. Silence comes from stilling the mind. So the degree to which there's tranquility is the degree to which the mind is still, not engaged in thinking. And then, of course, as I've been saying, we have to see the benefit in that. We have to see the happiness that there is 
when the mind is still, when there is silence, the silent happiness of this inner silence. When the mind is tranquil, when the mind is still, as in the meditation, we're staying with the breath, right? There's some thinking that's keeping the attention on the breath and, and uh, keeping us alert and noticing what the breath feels like. So we learn to develop this quality of uh, tranquility, uh, the ability to stay, to keep the mind still in the meditation. Right? But we carry that with us. So the fancy term in, in concentration practices, there's unification of our awareness. Our awareness isn't going off all over the place into all kinds of thoughts. Our awareness is with the breath, with the breath. When, and that, you know, we're developing this ability in the meditation. We develop this ease in the body, this quality of contentedness. When there's contentedness, the mind uh, is, is, is happy to be right where it is, and it stills, and we can bring it right to the breath and, and find this quality of stillness, tranquility, silence. The mind is just with the breath, and it's not interested in other stuff. And we start to see the great benefit of that. There's silence, there's stillness, there's peace, there's peace. So our practice leads us to this quality of peace. So when there's peace within us, then we're able to uh, relate to others in a way that supports them in their efforts to know peace. If it's the beings around us, our friends, our family. And when there's peace within us, then we're able to do whatever it is we can do, whatever it is that we choose to do, we can begin to bring that into the world but it all starts within us, right? This is a basic tenet in Buddhism. Yeah. Peace has to begin within us. It begins within us in the mind that's at peace, the mind that's silent, the mind that's still, the mind that's tranquil. The more we find this inner silence, the more peace there is within us, the more we're able to be in the heart. The more we're connected to our wisdom, to compassion, to love, and to goodwill. To goodwill. So the practice of developing tranquility, inner silence, is the practice of cultivating peace and goodwill. So I think this is, there's many ways that we can think about practice and orient ourselves. Uh, as I said, one of the ways for myself and in my teaching uh, over the last year that I found so uh, important in the noisy world that we live in uh, to think about uh, our Dharma practice is it is a practice of finding silence. <laughs> 